0: Welcome to the Progress, Not Perfection podcast. I don't know about you, but I have spent way too many years trying to be perfect and holding myself back because I didn't feel good enough. But recently, I started to fully grasp what it means to receive the incredible gift of God's grace. Now I desire more than anything to be more like Him. As it says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. If you've been feeling unfulfilled and weighed down by your past, but you know in your heart you have more to offer, you're in the right place. My name is Sheree Haynes and each week I'll be sharing Bible verses and words of encouragement. You, my friend, are here for a reason, and I can't wait for you to begin letting your amazing light shine. Now, let's go ahead and jump into today's show. Hello, and welcome back to the Progress Not Perfection podcast. So today I wanted to share with you uh, a portion out of another chapter from Max Lucado's book Grace, more than we deserve, greater than we imagine. And this is chapter 10. It's entitled Heaven Guaranteed. And as I was reading this, this morning, I just, it just kind of stirred up (laughs) something inside of me. And these are things that I feel like I've been kind of questioning a little bit in the back of my mind. And so I thought maybe you have too. So uh, I just wanted to share this. I'm going to read a little bit more of this just because um, I think that it will just bring so much clarity to you and peace of mind. You know, once you hear what he has to say on this topic, so he uh, starts off, you know, with a, an example of, you know, just kind of a story of when he was on standby, his plane had been delayed and he was needing to get somewhere. He was talking about, you know, his boarding pass and trying to get someone else's boarding pass so, <laughs> um, so he could get on the flight that he needed to be on. But, um, but then he goes on to say, um, he's comparing this to, you know, if if you have ever questioned, you know, am I really saved? Am I really going to heaven? And I feel like sometimes we have these doubts because we are so imperfect and we make mistakes. We try, we try so hard and we, you know, it seems like we are doing better. And then, you know, we take one step forward and two steps back. So we probably all kind of have this in the back of our minds, like, am I really, you know, going to make it to heaven? Because I keep making these same mistakes over and over again. Um, And so I think you'll find some of the reassurance uh, after hearing this chapter. So Max Lucado says, how can you rest if you aren't assured passage on the final flight home? Many people don't. Many Christians don't. They live with a deep-seated anxiety about eternity. They think they are saved, hope they are saved, but still they doubt, wondering, am I really saved? This is not merely an academic question. Children who accept Christ ask it. Parents of prodigals ask it. So do friends of the wayward. It surfaces in the heart of the struggler. It seeps into the thoughts of the dying. When we forget our vow to god does god forget us does god place us on a standby list our behavior gives us reason to wonder we are strong one day weak the next devoted one hour flagging the next believing then unbelieving our lives mirror the contours of a roller coaster highs and lows Conventional wisdom draws a line through the middle of these fluctuations. Perform above this line and enjoy God's acceptance, but dip below it and expect a pink slip from heaven. That one, you know, I kind of laugh. I mean, just because as I was reading that this morning, I feel like I've literally had that thought you know i've made so many mistakes in my past and even though i ask for forgiveness i just wonder is is that enough like and I've, and i think that's the point we are never we can never be perfect we can never do enough good works you know good things to ever win god you know win the right to go to heaven but that is where grace comes in that's why he died on the cross because we aren't perfect we never will be and not that we shouldn't continue to strive but i think it gives us a peace knowing that we can be human we can be ourselves and as long as we're we're trying every single day um i think that's that's what god asks of us just to continue on, uh, he goes on to say on the next page, this is not God's plan. He draws the line for sure, but he draws it beneath our ups and downs. Jesus's language couldn't be stronger and I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity they shall never by any means be destroyed, and no one is able to snatch them out of my hand. John 10 verse 28. Jesus promised a new life that could not be forfeited or terminated. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to life. John 5 24 Bridges are burned, and the transfer is accomplished. Ebbs and flows continue, but they never disqualify. Ups and downs may mark our days, but they will never ban us from his kingdom jesus bottom lines our lives with grace even more god stakes his claim on us by his spirit he has stamped us with his eternal pledge a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete second corinthians 1 verse 22 when there is no assurance of salvation there is no peace no peace means no joy no joy results in fear-based lives is this the life god creates no grace creates a confident soul who declares i know whom i have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what i have entrusted to him for that day 2 timothy 1 verse 12 of all we don't know in life we know this we hold a boarding pass these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. 1 John five thirteen. Trust God's hold on you more than your hold on God. His faithfulness does not depend on yours. His performance is not predicated on yours. His love is not contingent on your own. Your candle may flicker, but it will not expire. Do you find such a promise hard to believe? I know I do. (laughs) And he says, the disciples did. He says, all of you will stumble, Jesus told them, fall away, turn away, run away. Their promises would melt like wax on a summer sidewalk. Jesus's promises, however, would stay firm. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Verse 32, translation, your fall will be great, but my grace will be greater. Stumble, I will catch you. Scatter, I will gather you. Turn from me, I will turn toward you. You'll find me waiting for you in Galilee. And then at the bottom of the page, he says, Jesus prays for you as well. Holy Father, keep them and care for them, all those you have given me, so that they will be united just as we are. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me because of their testimony. John 17, verse 11 and 20, New Living Translation. And then he goes on to say, Our faith will wane Our resolve will waver, but we will not fall away. We are kept by Jesus and shielded by God's power. And that is no small power. It is the power of a living and ever-persistent Savior. But might not some take advantage of this assurance, knowing that God will catch them if they fall? Might they fall on purpose? Yes, they might for a time. But as grace goes deep, As God's love and kindness sink in, they will change. Grace fosters obedience. And I really liked that part because, you know, again, we are sinners, but, but, you know, you, we have to kind of not have that mindset like, oh, I can do whatever I want because God is going to forgive me. We have to wants in our heart more than anything to be like him and yes we will fall and yes we will need to be picked back up but but we can't use this precious gift as a crutch you know what i mean (laughs) and so that is so important to remember if we know we're making a mistake over and over again on purpose just because we we know god will forgive us that's not it it's just that that burning desire that grace deep within us that keeps us along the path and and when we slip up will we slip up yes but just striving every single day to do the right thing and God knows our heart and as long as our heart is in the right place I think that should give us the peace that we need so he goes on to say For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Titus 2 verse 11 and 12. A robust grace this is that both convicts and comforts. Let it convict you. If you ever catch yourself thinking, I can do whatever I want because God will forgive me. Then grace is not happening to you. Selfishness, perhaps. Arrogance, for sure. But grace, no. Grace creates a resolve to do good, not permission to do bad. That's what I was trying to say, but obviously he says it much more eloquently. (laughs) He goes on to say, and let grace comfort you. Look to Christ for your beginning and ending. He is Alpha and Omega. He will hold you and he will hold on to the ones you love. Do you have a prodigal? Do you long for your spouse to return to God? Do you have a friend whose faith has grown cold? God wants them back more than you do. Keep praying, but don't give up. Uh, And then he shares a story, which I won't get into (laughs) just to, you know, keep this, um, uh, you know, keep uh, the time in mind, but I'll just share um, the last couple paragraphs of this, of this chapter. He says, I want to be careful here. Truth is, we do not always know if someone has trusted God's grace. A person may have feigned belief, but not meant it. It isn't ours to know, but we know this, where there is genuine conversion, there is eternal salvation. Our task is to trust God's ability to call his children home. We join God as he walks among his wayward and wounded children singing. Eventually his own will hear his voice and something within them will awaken and when it does, they will begin to sing again. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) I just love that. So, uh, you know, again, this line, he says, but we know this, where there is genuine conversion, there is eternal salvation. And that, I think, gives us the hope and the peace and the freedom we need to know that as long as we genuinely are striving to do the best we can for the lord and and we accept his grace and we have confessed our sins and and um and we believe that he died on the cross to save our sins then we have you know that guarantee and and you know and so hopefully that gives you the peace i know it really helped me because i know you know like i said I, we are all imperfect i am i make mistakes every day you know i work on on trying to be a better wife and then something comes to my mind and i say something i regret and i'm like Ugh, i'm working on that but as long as we just realize I think it makes us more aware of those mistakes so the more that we realize what we're doing I think then we will just work on thinking more before we let certain words come out of our mouth but um but anyways I I just really (laughs) (laughs) felt passionate about getting that message out to you. And so I'd like to go ahead and close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for this message. I think that we all needed to hear. We we just needed this reminder that (laughs) there's nothing that we can do to deserve this incredible grace, this incredible gift of you know, of joining you in eternity one day. But, but, you know, as Max Lucado so eloquently shared in this chapter and reminded us that as long as we genuinely have that desire to do your will and, you know, we have confessed our sins, we have asked for your guidance and we, you know, aren't using this precious gift as a crutch but you know not as an excuse for us to do anything that we want but as you know just knowing that we are sinners and accepting that and just knowing that (laughs) you will take care of the rest is so reassuring so thank you again lord and um we just pray all this in your son's name amen I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it reminded you in some way that you have something amazing to offer the world and it's time to start letting your beautiful light shine. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs this reminder? It would also mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds for me and just leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're actually enjoying the show. Plus, it warms my heart when I get to hear from you. I pray God's blessings on you the rest of the week, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. God bless.